If you look around, you don't have to choose just one way or another. And how many knows that sometimes when you go to the store, it's hard to choose something. You're looking at this, looking at that, and choice after choice after choice. Uh, but we've taken that to an extreme. I don't have to be a boy. I can be a girl. I don't have to use this restroom. I can use this restroom. If I get up and I feel this way, I can go, I got choices. As a matter of fact, you don't have to check off uh, on your birth certificate that you're anything. You can be an it. (laughs) You can be just whatever you want to be. Choices. That's what they keep throwing down things. I've never seen such a time when people have taken what is right and turned it into wrong and what is wrong turning into rights. And they try to force it upon you. You've got to accept this. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. I tell you what, choices, uh, sometimes it makes me wonder in the day and age we're living in. It's a trick of the enemy. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Uh, Even in the church realm, I can choose to serve God or I don't have to choose today. But God accepts me whatever. I understand God is forgiving God. I understand that, but we still have to make a choice. Either I love the Lord or I don't. In other words, you don't ride the fence and think you're going to get by with it because God knows who you are. Too many people are choosing to live too close to the edge and they're not going away from it. I like what Job said, I eschew evil. In other words, he runs from it. Too many times we see that in the world we're living in. And we see what's happening. Choices have consequences, good or bad. How many has ever made the good choice and received a good consequence? How many has ever made a bad choice and received bad consequences? It's your choice. One thing, God won't cross over your will. Let me just be honest with you. He will not cross over your will, but there will come a point in time when you stand before God on judgment. Your choices have made for you already where you're going to spend eternity. Either I accept the Lord Jesus or I don't. Either I accept him or I reject him. It's in your hands. It's in there. All we have to do, there was one time I had a minister say because uh, the kids that he had was going astray. And he says, I love for them to come to know the Lord, but my focus has got to be on those that will receive and accept who the Lord is. And my prayer is that they will one day. You can't force your kids to serve God. You can't force anyone to serve God. Choices are made. Just like the choices we see today in our society. And it's all across the land. It's across the landscape. Either I accept climate change or I don't. But we're going to force it down you. Either I accept this or that. If not, we'll force it down you. That is not freedom, but God gives you the choice. Open your Bibles to 1 Kings. I want to talk about two choices from Scripture we see. A challenge for every single one of us. First Kings chapter 18. I guess I should give you the chapter. Two verses we'll read in the beginning, but keep your Bibles handy because we're going to go to another portion of Scripture. Stand for the reading of God's Word. I enjoyed Pastor David Gibson last week. I thought he'd done a wonderful job. I enjoyed him 
uh, immensely the way he presented it. Uh, they got to tease with him a little bit because he described some things that happened in church, factual things. Sometimes we get, we get around people and we say, well, you've got to operate this way. People are going to be people. You got to love on them. Got to take them for what they are and let God do what he needs to do in their lives. But in verse 20 and verse 21, it says this. So Ahab sent for all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together on Mount Carmel. And Elijah came to all the people and said, how long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people answered him not a word. They were silent. The silent majority. And sometimes I think we've been coaxed saying, you don't want to offend. You don't want to do. See, there's choices again. Because if you do that, you say anything, you offend somebody. Can I tell you this? I would rather you be offended on this side and make heaven your home than not to offend you. I want to see you make heaven your home. So the things and words that be presented from the gospel and from the word of God sometimes challenge us. Choices. You may be seated. Let me bring you up to speed why this has come about. Judgment was coming upon Israel and the prophet was in the area of giving what the judgment was going to be. And out of the prophet's mouth, rain did not happen for a period of over three years. When you don't get rain, you don't have life. Vegetation comes to a halt. Things don't grow. All you get is dirt. Even your grass will eventually go away. Your wells will dry up. How many has been into those places when it's dry? There are seasons in life when you have dry seasons. You would love for them to be always on the mountaintop. But can I tell you, nothing other grows on the mountaintop. You need to go to the valley every once in a while to get vegetation, to get those places of growth. And God wants you to, to grow in the things that he gets. Mountaintop experiences are great because I can look over the, the landscape, but I need to come down to gain some areas. We see that when Elijah comes on the scene, Israel was in sin. It almost sounds like America. America is in a sinful state. Yes. Amen. Yes, it is. Do I need to go down on the headlines or what's going on? I've never seen such a time when hate is in the air. They're going after whoever. Everybody seems to think it's just Trump. No, people just hate. That's not of God. Even in the church realm, it seems like people are divided. And so many things, choices are being made that is not godly choices. King Ahab and the children of Israel, we had a Jezebel spirit that was going through this time. Jezebel was the queen. She brought in from outside the realm of Israel, the godly realm, brought in approximately 850 prophets. They were from a different worshiping of different gods. But what do we see from Elijah? I want to see the prophets of the Baal, the prophets of this idol, 450 of them. And the rain had stopped everything. So what happened? 
Ahab sent out his servants, as well as Ahab himself, was going to go look for food for the animals, grass, find, try to find something that where you can have it grown. All of a sudden, as his servant, which is Obadiah, it was his name, was going out, guess who he ran into? He ran into Elijah. Now, the Bible says Obadiah loves the Lord, and he was a servant of the Lord. He wanted to do what the Lord wanted him to do, but he was under an evil king, a king that did not want to do what God wanted him to do. He was pleasure mad. He wanted what he wanted to do, and he made choices in that regard. He didn't want to listen to God. Obadiah ran into the prophet, and Elijah tells the, tells the servants, tells Obadiah, go tell the king, I want to meet him on Mount Carmel. I want to meet him there. Because at this place, you're going to choose which God is going to be for Israel, for your family, for everything around you. So it's a choice of, do you believe this God or do you believe that God? And we notice that he designated a certain place called Mount Carmel. Carmel means garden or fruitful place. Now, it's not by chance that we see Elijah chose Mount Carmel to do what he's going to do. Because Carmel was a chosen place, but it was a place where God's going to show who he is. He showed by fire because we see from the story that he challenged the prophets of Baal that you take one bull, I'll take another bull. And when we see who God, or the God answers by fire and takes the sacrifice, that will be the God. He challenged even the people. He challenged them and said, if God shows up with fire, will you serve him? In other words, a choice. But if God, their God, which was Baal, lower God, lower G in that regard, an idol. Now, idol can be anything that you make. Pleasure can be an idol. Going from restaurant to restaurant can be an idol. Your job can be an idol. Your family can be an idol. Do I need to continue on? You can make anything an idol. My grandparents used to say, you can make anything out of a sin or you can make anything sinful. Choices are made. Notice the challenge that Elijah gave to the people because he says God would show up if you would believe. How many knows that God wants to bring life? And that's what he showed up with Jesus Christ upon this earth to bring life to humanity. See, it wasn't just the birth of Jesus, but it's the cross of Jesus that brought the life that we need. Thank God for the cross. Thank God that, that Jesus decided to go to the cross because beyond his choosing to obey the Lord, you and I have a right to choose life. We see from scripture here because Elijah tells the people in front of all the people that's there, even the prophets, he says, why do you falter? I like this word. That he brings between two opinions. How many knows if you listen to everybody, everybody's got opinion. <laughs> They've got opinion about even the word of God. Well, I can do sin because the word of God doesn't really come out and say it. I can do this because it doesn't say that marijuana is wrong. Don't say it in the word of God about marijuana. But the effects of marijuana has something that says in the word of God. 
Shall I continue on? People in the day and age we're living in are choosing opinions that is not word areas. They change the word to fit who they are and what they want and their desires. And it bringing death and bondage. We're seeing it all over the landscape where they're taking the word even in the Pentecostal ranks that one believes this and it brings confusion and God's not the author of confusion. They don't want to really take what the word of God, but the prophet says to the people, why do you falter? In other words, you hesitate or you waver. You see, because when he brought them there, at one point in time, there was an altar that they worshiped God, but they tore down the altar. You know, we live in a society, they don't want you to talk about Jesus. They don't want you to talk about what you do in church. They says, live it behind those four walls, but don't bring it out in society. They don't want you to say anything about God because we want to continue doing our own sinful ways. Opinions are there everywhere you go. You, you flip on the news, everybody's got an opinion about something. Where's the truth at? Where's the things that God brings up? Choices need to be made and choices we see. Which God will you choose? And that's what he put it up there. What God will you choose? Is it the Lord God or is it Baal? And notice what he said. You falter between that. So the Lord or this idol called Baal. He says, I want to prove that there is a true God. And right now we're living in a time when people need to know there is a true God. They need to understand that God is real. He's not something we just sing about, we go to church about. He's not something we just put things in motion. At it. But God is real. We have a world that has been challenged to not believe the true God. They're chasing after things to make them feel good. Can I tell you that uh, feeling good can become an idol to you? Pleasure become an idol to you? <laughs> I can go on. Money can become an idol. Your job, your family, your wife, your husband, everything can become an idol. But God has got to be God. The choice becomes what do we choose and what opinions do we listen to? I believe the church is on the prefaces of some things in our area. We're living in a time when so many things I heard and I can believe it's true in Minnesota, the Twin Cities. I guess that's where they have the Mall of America. Is that where it's at? Yeah. Where we see that Muslims have taken over a lot of areas in Minnesota. And this one man had converted to Christianity. He become a Christian. And he's walking down the mall. And these two ladies noticed a little bit of difference about him because he looked like a Muslim. He kind of had some things, I guess, that Muslims wear, I guess, look what it looked like. And they come up to him and says, but you carry yourself a little different. And they started asking him some questions, these two ladies. And when they asked him some questions, he goes, are you a Muslim? He goes, I used to be, but I'm a Christian now. Oh, we want to know more about Christianity. A bystander that worked at the mall wasn't even part of the conversation went and got security, and security found out what was going on. They got the police and arrested that man. That's in America. That just happened not too long ago. So I'm telling you right now, things are changing. 
Things are changing. Uh, we need to set our minds that we need to serve the Almighty God. Do I choose to serve and chase after idols? Or do I choose to serve the Almighty God? Why do you waver? Why do you hesitate? And the questions that Elijah was saying, it's proposed to you. Either Baal or either God. We're having a time when people says, I'll serve God on my own terms. I'll serve God the way I want to. And that's where the opinions come in. People listen to everybody under the sun. But go to the Word of God and see what the Word of God says. Go to see what the Word of God says. I've had people tell me, my preacher believes this way. Great, does it line up with the Word? And they'll look at me. I said, because the Word of God will, and it's forever established in the heart of God. But we're living in a time when people are faltering. They're hesitating to serve God fully. That means I have to give up some things. That means I have to live a certain way. Because notice what Elijah said. Because whom you choose, follow after that. Follow after those things. One of the things we notice is that as we are in a preface in America, we foresee some things. Because we know history itself will sometimes repeat itself. We see that Israel time and time again forsook the Lord. They followed after the world. They followed after everything that was around them, other gods. And what happened to them? They always were put into bondage. They were always put into a place that captivated them that they couldn't get free. In other words, Elijah was saying, I'm forewarning you. By choosing the path you keep going, by choosing the things you're going, the judgment that came because of no rain can get worse. You think it's dry now? Wait till you enter into hell. Now, you don't hear much of that today in an age we're living in, but hell is real. But so is heaven. Which do you want, hell or heaven? I want to make heaven my home. Say, I want to choose how to get to heaven. There's only one way to God. Only one way to heaven. And that's through Jesus Christ. That's through the Lord God himself, through Jesus. We need Jesus. In this hour, we need the church to finally make up its mind. I will serve God. Give me Jesus, but you can have the world. An old song we used to sing about that. Give me Jesus, but you can take the world. I want God in my life. I want God to be in my home. I want God everywhere. You say, well, I'm living home at home the way I want to. If Jesus is there, is he more than welcome? Is he more than saying it's okay, that it's okay to do certain things? It's okay to hide certain things? Because eventually your sins will find you out. We see choices are being made. Choose which God you will serve, being forewarned. The God that is true or the God that is not true. An idol will not talk to you. An idol can't answer your prayer. An idol did not die for you. If God, follow him. If Baal, follow him. If it's the world, because Baal is a representation of the world. 
and everything after the world. There were some times when I was younger growing up, I had to make some choices. I had to make some choices with some friends because there's some friends that wanted me to go do certain things that I wouldn't do. I had family members wanting me to go do certain things that was pulling me away from the things of God. I made a choice. I will follow the Lord. I made a choice to do what he wanted me to. You know, some of those friends I had ended up in bad situations. Some were in jail. Some were bound with drugs. Some were, have been divorced time and time again because of the choices that they were making. See, you cannot have two gods in your life. And what was happening with the children of Israel, he said, you falter, you hesitate. Do I go this way or don't I go this way? I ride the fence. You can't ride the fence. See, you can't love one God and hate the other. That's what's going to end up happening. You either love God or you don't. Something that Elijah did, and I think it behooves us to understand what he did. He rebuilt the altar. If ever a time we need to rebuild the altars at home, it's today. If ever a time we need to rebuild the altars at church, it's today. If ever a time we need to come into a place that we make God and the God that he says he is, it's today. The Bible says you will worship him in spirit and in truth. We need to have the altars. The altar is not just a place of sacrifice, but the altar is a place of worship. The altar is a place of communicating to God. Uh, the altar is a place you separate yourself from everything else. The Bible says we become a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. See, what happened with Elijah? He repaired the altars. Oh, church, if we need to repair the altars, it's today. If you don't have an altar at home, you need to stop and say, I need to repair the altar. Now, I'm not saying put stones or make a, an altar out of wood. I'm saying you need to find a place you can get alone with God. That's your altar. Now, if you want to make an altar, that's great. I think it's honorable that you can have a place where you can seek the Lord. See, what happened in this time, they tore down the altar of God and built an altar of Baal. They were halting between two opinions. The prophets were saying this. They were acting this way. And God wants this way. But they said, we don't want God. And they tore that down. We're living in a time when people want you to go after and chase after everything under the sun. What used to be right is now wrong. And what used to be wrong is now right. And so people are in this quandary. Which way do I go? Which way I turn? Choose you. Choose you which God you will serve. The challenge we have today, do you serve the God? Jesus said to become my disciples, you must forsake Take up your cross and follow me. Forsake your own ways. Now, this is not a popular message because people want to choose what, they, what makes them feel good, what makes them they can chase after. The challenge we have, what we have is when you become a Christian, you take on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're a target for the enemy for one, but you're a target for the world for another. 
You say that you are this way, but you follow the Lord fully when you become a true believer. What happens? See, when you choose God you, and you follow him, you receive some things. For God will bring life. And why did he choose Carmel? Because it's classified as a garden, a place of fruit. And God wants to show you that if you'll follow me, I will give you what you have need of. But if you follow Baal, you'll have death and you will have bondage. The question that I have to ask you, who's your God? Who do you serve? Who do you live for? Who do you follow? Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Though none go with me, Still I will follow, though none go with me. Still I will follow, though none go with me. Still I will follow, no turning back, no turning back. Open your Bibles to Joshua chapter 24. Two verses I want to bring up here. This comes to the end of Joshua and what his leadership was going to be. And he brought the people together. And he was asking some questions. Another choice that was given by a leader of Israel. Verse 14 of chapter 24. It says this, now therefore fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Then he goes and says, serve the Lord. Verse 15, and it, if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. Notice the statement that Joshua said, though, at the end of this discourse. But as for me and my house... We will serve the Lord. The second choosing we see here, choose God and follow him. But he says now, choose to serve the God that you will choose. Because no matter what you look at, the God you choose, you're going to serve. Either way, whether it's through pleasure, whether it's to satisfy your flesh or to satisfy this, or you're going to serve God in the way that he describes in holiness, in purity, 
in the life of living for God, separate from what the world is. Or you will serve yourself and serve the elements that is around you. Either one, there's a price that you have to pay. Either one. I know some people over the years, they have served themselves and they have gotten caught into so many things of their life. They says, well, I can handle this. I can handle that. I'm strong enough, so I'll be okay. Next thing you know, they're in bondage to whatever it may be, whether it's drugs, relationships, whether it's with friends, whether it's with the alcohol, whether it's with smoking, whether it's this or that, and pretty soon they find themselves having a hard time getting out. And what happens? They start serving. They start serving. It's easier to start something, but it's harder to get out of it, they find out. I'm not strong enough. I've got a nephew it seems like every time I'm turning around, I'm hearing he's being arrested for something. The family knows about the Lord. The family understands what the Lord's, but he seems like he's so hooked, so in bondage to alcohol and doing things that is not of God. He finds himself in bondage because he finds himself serving the wrong things. Notice what the challenge is of Joshua to the people at the end of his leadership. He says this in the beginning. He says, and he proclaimed it, fear the Lord, fear the Lord. If ever a time we need the fear of the Lord, it is today. That should be a big amen for us in this church. We need to fear the Lord more than man. I like what Peter said to the council when they took him before. He said, should we obey God or should we be obey you? Should we obey God or should we be obeying man? And notice what Peter said. He was not backing away. He says, we will obey the Lord. We have too many times people are not fearing the Lord today. They don't ask is it okay the way I look, the way I act, the way I'm doing, the things I'm reading, the things I'm looking at? Is it okay? Do I fear the Lord? Do I come into that place? Notice what he said. Fear the Lord. First off, fear the Lord. And him you should fear. In other words, uh, what he's saying says, have respect and reverence for the Lord. It says, it goes on, it says, in sincerity and in truth. How many has been around people, they tell you one thing just to get you off their back? They tell you what you want to hear. But how many knows God searches the heart? God searches what you're at and where you're at. There's a lot of people who make excuses to not serve the Lord. They'll chase after things on their side. Well, I'm too busy. I got to work. I got to do this. I got to do that. But if your heart is where it needs to be and you sincerely fear the Lord and you want to serve him in truth, then you will. Far too many people are not serving God, even in church realm, and they're wondering why people don't respect the Lord. Because we don't respect the Lord because those that claim to be Christians are not serving fully from their heart. Choose to serve. Choose the God that you will serve. In other words, choose the God that you will follow. And that's what these prophets, the leaders were saying. And we're hearing that in the realm today. First, God is speaking again. Serve me. Come to me. Yeah. 
He's knocking on heart's doors, but people are not seeing people that claim to be Christians serving the Lord fully. They see them dabbling in things that is not godly. You can be good, but not godly. People says, well, I'm doing good things, but you're not godly. And people not serving the Lord fully. And they say, I don't see integrity with people. I don't see people wanting to do this because they lean towards this. In other words, they're right on the edge. When we see that Joshua says this, fear the Lord and then serve him in sincerity and in truth. Then he goes on and says, put away. Put away. Say, notice that. You know what putting away means? Discard. There are people hanging on to things. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, seek first the kingdom of God, seek him first, and then all these things shall be added to you. Far too many people are hanging on to things and they can't let go. That becomes an idol after a while. I don't want no idols in my life. How about you? I want God to be the center of everything I do. Because when you have God the center, there becomes life. In other words, you need to get rid of it. Get it out of your sight. Get it out of the way. When you dedicate things to God, it belongs to God. Don't be afraid to let God use it. In other words, if Jesus comes to your house today, would he find something in your house that you've held on to that has not put God first? You get a visitor. Jesus comes out the door and he walks in. Would you have to run and try to hide things until Jesus is gone? Or would you have to put it under the rug and that nobody's going to see? See, what was Joshua saying? What was Elijah saying? There is a truth, there is a true God, and there is a false God. We're living in a time when people have opinions about everything and they want you to lean towards their opinion. Opinions are dime a dozen, but the truth will set you free. The truth will take you further than you've ever gone if you just trust in the Lord. Choose who you are. Choices are before us. Which way do I choose? Do I choose God? Do I choose this? But when you choose, don't be surprised for the results that you get. Trust me, people come to me all the time. They want me to pray. They want me to pray, but they've made a choice. Not good all the time. They want an instant cure. They want instant satisfaction, instant gratification, because that's pretty much what we have in society. I want to serve the Lord on my terms. I want to do what he wants me on when I feel like it. That's not what the scripture says. You've got to serve him. You've got to live for him. You've got to follow him seven days a week, 24 hours a day. It's not something that's just, uh, I'll do it on my terms. God says, you come the way I says. See, that's when you get, that's the reason why I have people that tell me, I love the Lord, but they never made him the Lord. He's my savior, but he's not really my Lord. Lord means master controller. That's the reason why I watch what comes out of my mouth. I watch what I think. I watch what I have on the TV. 
I'm glad my kids understand something. Now, Dad, we, we shouldn't watch this movie because it's got some bad language. Amen, kids? They understand that, Dad, there was one time I, uh, when our oldest would brought our daughter-in-law home. And, of course, she wasn't raised like we were, and she wanted to watch a movie on Thanksgiving. Flip the movie on, and all of a sudden I noticed that my oldest was holding the remote control. And all of a sudden we was watching a movie. Good plot. Good. Okay. All of a sudden it muted real quick. Then it would come back on. <laughs> movie kept going on pretty soon. Muted again. And this done it three times. I said, why are you muting this movie in certain parts? Oh, that, that's right. That's not important parts. Now, I may have been born on a Sunday, but it wasn't last Sunday. <laughs> so I says, let me see that remote. But no, no, Dad, that's okay. I said, let me see the remote. I got the remote. I didn't mute it. All of a sudden, the language, and I go, shut that movie off right now. My daughter-in-law, at that time, she wasn't my daughter-in-law. She goes, and then Rick Jr. had to tell her, Dad, don't allow this in our home. No. I've had people call me up that they allow their kids to do things in their room thinking it's okay, that's their room, and they put things up, and they wonder why they're getting results with their kids. Because choices are made. See, who's the parent of the home? Who's the ones in charge of the home? Let me talk to the men just a minute. You're supposed to be the spiritual leader of your home. You either allow or you don't allow. You are supposed to be the spiritual leader. Doesn't mean controller, doesn't mean master, doesn't mean that you're the Lord, but you're supposed to be the leader. And when you're the leader of the home, you can either allow or not allow. That's what the scripture says. Ladies, if they're not being the leader they're supposed to be, you better follow the one that's called God. You better follow the one that's called Jesus because he is the true leader. Can I hear an amen? Amen. That's scripture. I got proof to show you. Far too many people are trying to follow man and not following God. If God is the God of your house, then things will be pure and clean and it will be where God wants it and God's blessings will rest there. It won't be in bondage and you will have the blessings. But if you follow after the things of the world, the bales, then what happens? Then you will get what you get, which is not good, destruction. So many things are coming to light in America today. Far too many people that have received so many blessings and all of a sudden they're doing things behind the scenes are coming to light. Scripture says your sins will find you out because of the choices that you make. The challenge received by these leaders, because it goes on to say in verse 15, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, if it seems evil for you to, to kind of submit unto the things of God, then you choose which way you want to go. But don't come crying when results come that is not favorable to you. Too many times people are doing that. In other words, not putting priorities where they need to be. If it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves. Choose for yourselves. Today is a day that we choose. Today is a day that we choose to serve the Lord. Today is a day that I choose to have God in my life fully. 
I'll never forget when I was a young man and I came to know the Lord. And when I come to know the Lord, one of the things I had was bad language in my life. And I'm telling you, there was times when the Holy Spirit, I'd be out doing something, my brother would make me mad. Boy, they could fly out. I want to box him one. I want to do this. And all of a sudden, it hit me one time, about two months after I got give my heart to God. All of a sudden, uh, the Holy Spirit's saying, that's not God's language. This went on for six months, battling back and forth. I went to my knees. I shut the door in my bedroom, and I said, Lord, I'm getting convicted of this. I don't like what I conviction is feeling. I don't like this. I don't even like the words that's coming out of my mouth. You've got to, for two or three hours, I was alone with the Lord. And can I tell you, God cleansed my lips. He cleansed my heart because there's some people who says, well, I can't help to say the words of his. You know what? They're not in me. God took them out of me. Because I chose to follow the Lord. I chose to do that. Now, when my brother used to get me mad, those words never came out after that. Matter of fact, my kids asked asked me, he says, because they want to say certain things or, or do certain things. And he says, you don't ever say that. He says, no, because those things are not in me. The Bible talks about having your mouth pure talks about your mind being pure. That's the reason why you submit unto the hands of God and let him to do what he needs to do. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. Make a choice. See, I choose to serve God. I choose to let him live through me. This day, whom will you serve? The leader asked. Whom will you serve? A choice. Another choice. Serve. Follow. God. Do I follow God? Do I serve him? Whom will you serve is a question that we need to ask ourselves. Joshua declared, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Is the Lord the Lord of your house? It's got to start here first. This is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And this is the temple of the Holy Spirit. No matter if anybody else is doing it, I want the temple to be what God wants it to be. The temple it used to be in the Old Testament was a building. The temple today in the New Testament is the church. The church is not the building. The church is you. The church is what God, the reason why people are looking for the truth because uh, they're not seeing it in a lot of people's lives because their temple is not the temple of the Lord. It's not the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's not the temple of what God desires. See, in the Old Testament, there are certain things that couldn't enter into the temple. Only what was allowed. There's things that's entering in people's temples that shouldn't be there. There's things that's in people's hearts that shouldn't be there. 
And God wants to cleanse it. God wants to bring it into a place that when you serve him out of your sincerity, out of truth, and when you choose the God to follow him, then God can bless you. God will send the rains from heaven. God will send the fruits that you desire and you really need in your life. That's prosperity. The question is, when we choose. See, we have a lot of people say, you need to choose. You can choose anything you want to be. And I see it all the time. One of these days, even at the places you work, you're going to find restrooms that's not going to have men and women. You just go in and turn. I beg pardon, I don't want to go in a restroom with a woman. Amen? <laughs> and I don't think you women want to go in a restroom with a man. I mean, where's right and wrong? Okay, we get a baby. Yeah, it looks like a girl. No, don't say that. Let that baby choose for itself. Wait a minute. It's got the parts of a, a girl. It's got the things. It's got the parts of a boy. I shake my head sometimes. I'm thinking, where's the logic behind this? There's not even logic behind it. And these educated people, and I'm thinking, you've gotten off your rocker. But we got church folks accepting this. We got church folks accepting the things of this. They falter between two opinions. There's only one opinion that matters. It's God's opinion. Either do what he says or don't. It's time we get off our seats and serve the Lord the way he says to serve him. It's time we, we say God is God of this house. God is God of my life. God is God of my home, my finances. God is God. We need to choose today. Today is a day of choosing. Today is a day that I live for the Lord and I will do it for the rest of my life. It's time we choose whether my family's going to serve him, I'm going to serve the Lord. Yeah. You can have everything else because when it comes down to the nitty gritty, when I leave this world, I want to make heaven my home. God says you can choose heaven or you can choose hell. It's your choice. It's not analyzing. This is just believing God. Trusting God, knowing that he will take you to the place that he's prepared for you. And that's looking to the cross. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight and now, see, when I seen the lights, when I seen what God has, it changed my heart, it changed my direction, it changed my thoughts, and he's been the Lord of my life. There's been many times God has asked me to do certain things, times that I've cried, I said, God, it's hurting, and sometimes God says, serving me, sometimes you have to let go. Put away what Joshua says. Put away the gods that was of your, your forefathers. Put away the gods of this world. Serve me with a full heart, sincerity, and in truth serve the Lord. Fear him. Every time we need to have the fear of the Lord is today. That's putting God first in everything of your life. 
Not just partially. Will he help you? Yes, he will. Will he deliver you? Yes, he will. If you choose. My bad language didn't come easy to get out of my life, but God delivered me. It took me a while to get alone with the Lord. I was alone with the Lord for three hours on my knees, crying out, God, I don't want this. Cleanse me. And he did. I knew a preacher that we went to the Ukraine together, and he had a problem with anger. And he said that there was one time this guy made him mad in his Bible college. He popped him, and they was going to release him from school. He popped him right in the nose. Something made him mad. He had anger issues. He said one night in a service, he went to the service and he was there because he knew he was going to be expelled. And all of a sudden, God started dealing with him. He went to the altar and he said, two hours later, I got up and the anger was gone. He says, my wife now says, nothing makes you mad. I says, God removed it from me. See, you say, well, God, take away the things. If you are sincere serving God, God can help you. God wants to. God wants you to serve him in, with sincerity and in truth. God desires to have you alongside of him. But God can't be in the presence of sin. And sin, God will not have in his presence. That's the reason why he must come and he must cleanse you and bring those things out of you. And sometimes it's a process, I understand. And sometimes it could be a lifelong process. I'm not here to criticize. I'm just challenging you. Who do you choose? What do you choose? And will you serve to choose the things that you choose? Because you're going to serve one way or the other. You're going to follow one way or the other. People will do what they want to. Trust me, I've been around. You can't force them. You can't do that. All you can do is say, but when you make your mind up to serve God, no one can take you away from that either. And that's what I've chosen. Stand to, to your feet all over the building, if you would, please.